What's poppin' everyone? Welcome back to the podcast of American Origin Story. So today's goal of this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about my ideas about America's history. So for this first part, we're going to be talking about what defines my best qualities and the person I am. And I feel like my best qualities would be that I'm a jack of all trades, so I'm easily adaptable to a majority of situations. Unlike some people who would be good at cooking, but not good at building a puzzle or something. I don't know, man. Um, then also, what I think, I think history, I think history is really interesting to learn about for us as people to look back on history and see mistakes and try not to replicate those mistakes. Because if you do, it's the common, well, it's not really a myth, but it's the common saying that you don't learn from history you're going to repeat it so i mean yeah so this next part we're going to talk about um my thoughts on america so i for me this first question we have is how would you describe america currently to someone from another country uh personally me i would describe it as russian roulette that america is basically playing russian roulette with itself and eventually it's gonna die. Just because America right now, especially with all the politics going on, feels very divided. Like there's one side, here's the other side. It's basically two countries arguing. It's not one nation like we're meant to be. But then when a big crisis comes along, everyone's all united, like with the revolution or World War II, it's always been like this. Always been divided. An example of that is the Civil War. We were divided and then Abraham, wanted to at first preserve the union and bring us back together but then he changed and he wanted to abolish slavery but the whole idea is to keep america together but no matter what we do it's always separating it's always oh this is better than that or that's better than this it's stupid in my opinion okay so how would i would describe this next question is how would i describe american history to someone from another country and i would describe it as interesting but it also has a lot of dark moments in the history so like some interesting points is the american revolution like with um uh, all the generals and the fighting and the history of how america came to be is pretty interesting to me but then also you look at um other points in history like with the cherokee and the tear trail of tears and you see these dark moments like is it that good and it's all it's the balance of good and bad and i'm honestly not sure what's more right now so for this next question we have what is a historic moment you find important i've been talking about a lot i think the american revolution is the most important moment in american history just because it's when we declared our independence against great britain and basically it was the start of our country and america is still pretty young and people may not seem like it, but America's pretty young because most countries like Britain have been around for like thousands of years, but America's been around for like 200 ish, I think. So, I mean, we're like a baby country. So, yeah. So, next question 
is what do you want to learn more about when it comes to American history? I would like to, personally me, I'd like to learn, because when you're learning about American history, you learn about a lot of the past, like around the 1700s, like the birth of America in the 1800s, but you never really talk about modern day or 20th century America, because there's a lot of interesting points, like the technology, the advancement of technology in 20th century America is so big, it's crazy. Like we went from having brick phones to having phones that fit in our pocket in 20 years, or 40 or 20 years. That's insane technology improvements, and we don't ever learn about it. And I think it would help to learn about it, just to see how how of a, much of a rapid increase we've had a ton of history in the past 100 years and we never learn about it. Okay, so for this last and final part, we're talking, so, first question we have here, how do colonizers colonize and how does that work? And I think it works as colonizers colonized America because they actually stumbled upon this land and they're like, hey, there's no one living here, with air quotes, because there were people living here, and like, hey, there's free land, there's free research, there's free everything. Let's take this land, make it our own, and own it, and disregard everything, the land, the people, everything, and do us. And sometimes that's really crappy to think about because there were people living here, they even thought to preserve the land for the next seven generations and if people live for about a hundred years that's 700 years into the future that they're thinking about the land for the next seven generations but for americans they're just like oh here's land let's use it haha uh -huh. so that's my opinion um explain why the next part is explain why america became important to britain so america became important to britain because england or Britain saw America, saw all the natural resources, first thought that came to mind was money. Profiting, earning money, and because at the time Britain was the powerhouse of the world. They owned, they had the biggest militia, most money, etc. And some people didn't like that, so if they had more money, they could topple them and provide more militia. Uh, next part is where the colonists justified in breaking away from Great Britain. So sometimes it's quite controversial. Personally, from recent history I've been taught, I don't think it was justified at all. Just because just America was whining babies and they weren't used to being having to pay taxes and having to pay taxes now, that was due to them. So they were whining when I broke away and that's basically how America came, but if they had always paid taxes, though we would most likely still be with Britain if they just started paying taxes from the get-go. Which, honestly, if you think about it that way, it's like, oh, and a lot of you are like, oh, well, Parliament, did, they weren't have any seats in Parliament. Well, if they even did have seats in Parliament, it would be like they'd have um, one person, because it's based on population, not on people. So they have one person against, like, 40 others, so, and 40 to 1, it's not a voting thing. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm just saying. Um, next mechanism is, how do indigenous people resist colonialism? I think they resisted by, so they saw the people coming in, 
Some of them didn't really have malish, malicious intent. For Americans, it was like, whoa, these people are here. Obviously, God wants me to nurture and care for them and teach them the ways of karate. Even though that was pointless, they didn't need to. God didn't come in and tell them to do that. They were fine on their own. They knew how to do everything they needed to. But Americans were just like, here you go, we'll help you. And they didn't really help them at all. So, but with the Spaniards down in Mexico, they found out their, um, their intent was malicious. And instead of sitting there and letting them do it, they resisted and they rebelled with, ah, oh God, I can't remember. There was the Pueblo Revolt. There was another one where this, I think it was this girl revolted and but before they did the rebellion someone in their tribe told the Spaniards in the mission and in, instead of and then they found out they switched outfits everything they stopped the revolution and everything about that but um, interesting about that is that the guy who told them because he was Native American and so and back then it was um, Spaniards were the top, Native Americans were below them, so this Spaniards, so when he told them that they changed his race, and that makes sense, to Spanish, so he had a higher power, and that just means, that just supports the fact that race is made up. Um, so we have a couple more segments. Uh, next part is identify and explain the interaction between the different social groups in early America. Describe what life was like between the groups. So it was really interesting because if we're talking early day American, America, that means there was Europeans and um, Native Americans. And how that worked was basically they coexisted, but further by further, they, they were still less. Native Americans were seen as less than Europeans and they were pushed out of their land day by day until eventually they didn't have any land left to go or anything but then if you go into later day America then you have African American people and then you have Europeans and Europeans still saw themselves as higher than African Americans and something interesting was Bacon's Rebellion proved that theory because there was indentured servants and slaves, and Bacon was going against his, I think it was his cousin, who was the governor of Virginia, so he united with the indentured servants and slaves, and they started a revolution. It was a main, like, rebellion, and they saw that, and they were like, after it was all said and said, they saw that, like, whoa, if they teamed up, they could actually have a fighting chance. So, in turn, they made um, African Americans have less and less rights, and indentured servants have more. So, dividing them even more and making them be better than them and less than it's stupid. Um, okay, so we have when our revolution is justified. So, I came up with an analogy for this. So, think about it as a broken mirror. If you have a broken mirror, you're not just going to leave it there. You're gonna either go and get it fixed or go get a new one. And it's the same kind of thing with governments. If you have a broken government, you're not gonna leave it broken. You're either gonna go get a new one or you're gonna go get the government fixed by any means necessary. And that would be a revolution. 
Okay, last part. So I mentioned this, the Pueblo Revolt, and it depends. And basically, there was a revolt against the Pope and the missions and everything. And it's was it successful? And it depends on how you see it because at the time it seemed successful because they killed 400 Spaniards and sent 2,000 and packed the bag and sent them home. But then if you look at it in recent, like if you look at it from now, so you see, well, they still occupied the land, got their mission set up, everything. So it means that it wasn't successful in the end game, but short game it was successful and they were able to send them out, but it didn't help too much. So I mean, it depends on how you see it. And that'll finish up this week's podcast. I hope you all have a nice time listening and I'll see you next time.